Why didn't somebody tell me y'all could hear me chewing? And yes, we could well, hear every thought, bit of like, it. I would be real. I didn't know if it was you or Brian, and I didn't want to be rude to Brian. So <laughs> I didn't really figure out what it was for a yeah. while. Because, you know, Wayne's little thing doesn't come across. It just shows right. Chuck's. I couldn't see, so I'm like, I don't know what that noise is. It wasn't was Chuck. It? Was it me chewing the whole show? Yeah. It was like... <laughs> Hey, does that way to crop all that out? This I'm sorry. I just I I picked out Wait, I picked up uh, Auburn over <laughs> Alabama three picks, you know. Let's just say we're hey, about to you leave out. all that smacking in. You let you let Lane. Yeah, <laughs> you be you, Lane. You be you. Everyday eagle, finger licking good. Dang. Lord, You. We're only on episode what thirty three? I mean thirty four. Twenty nine. But who's counting? Twenty nine. Okay. Oh Lord, it's all right, Lane. My bad. My favorite thing that you did tonight, though, was like, uh, yeah, tonight <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh, Southern Miss football. Yeah, Pete, Pete cross that out. I think. Oh no, no, no! I would never do that. <laughs> Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. No need for the calculator here, Poindexter. We're average Joes who are passionate fans. This is for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Here we are. Thanksgiving week. I can smell the turkey cooking. I can smell the dressing. And I can smell my good buddy and co host Lane Brady. What's up, man? <laughs> That's what you were gonna do, huh? <laughs> That's what oh, I, it's man. all that it's all that football practice you've had going on, man. That's funny, dude. I, I didn't you told me you had something special for the intro. I wasn't quite expecting that one. So when, I, I, I gotta bring it out. I was come in and tell you if you're already smelling your food, you might you might be cooking it a little early there, Chuck. <laughs> might be, might be. What is your favorite Thanksgiving uh, food? Look, I'll be honest, and uh, my my mother is probably going to be upset at me for answering this, but uh. I'll be honestly, Chuck. My favorite thing is the cranberry sauce that comes out of a can. Out of a can, nobody not likes not even that homemade stuff. cranberry sauce. Right. I like no. the one that you open the can, like the ocean spray. You open like the, the gelatin. Yeah, yeah. You slide it out, and it's got the rings already on there. <laughs> and I use that as a guide for cutting. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's my honestly. That's my favorite thing. That and pecan pie. I mean, everybody likes pecan, pecan pie. pie. No man, banana pudding's where it's at. I mean, I'm I like both. I think I think there's a world where you can like all desserts. Chill. I don't. I don't. I don't think there's a world where you can like pecan pie over banana pudding, though. I don't think that world exists. And if it know, does, man. I don't want to live in it. Cracker Barrel has some pretty good pecan pie. 
Well, whatever, whatever. Well, you got the whole week off, man. Uh, well, I guess you don't really have the whole week off because you're preparing for South State. Congrats, brother. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. We got a big matchup against a really good team this week. So The Tartars. Yeah. I'm grateful, for, I'm grateful to be practicing, man. I tell those kids every week in the playoffs, it's a privilege to practice. Playoffs? So, yeah. So we're excited. Some would man. say we're that this fun. might be the biggest game of your career. <laughs> so, <laughs> I sent that earlier in a group message, and I had sent it a few weeks ago, too, during another playoff game, and Chuck asked me how many of those games do I get to have in one year. So <laughs> every one and, of them is uh, huge right now. Every one of them is huge right. I get a little emotional when I talk about it. You should, and that's what makes you a good coach, brother. But uh, <laughs> speaking of good uh coaches and teachers and friends man i think you got a a special guest you're bringing in tonight who you got yeah man we're bringing on brian long this week so brian is a he's a local guy he played at oak grove high school uh and i actually coached him i was a student coach i coached him one spring uh i was a baby coach back then man i didn't have the beard yet didn't quite have all the pounds i have right now either (laughs) Chuck, I was fresh out of college. Okay. I'll tell you what, man. He was one heck of an offensive lineman. So we're bringing on a uh, a big boy and a big Southern Miss fan tonight, Brian Long. So welcome to the show, Brian. Welcome, Brian. Glad to be here, guys. Yeah, man. So, guys, Brian's been listening to the show since back when we first started it. Because I remember, Brian, you came to me during baseball season and told me that you were listening. So, yeah, I uh, I really enjoy hearing you guys talk about Southern Miss stuff. Don't get doesn't get a lot of coverage. That's right, and it's a shame it doesn't, right, Chuck? That's right. It is a shame it doesn't. Yeah, and guys, you can see, you can find Brian at pretty much any Southern Miss sporting event. I think every time I see you, it's at a sporting event at Southern Miss, right, Brian? Yeah, I uh, I try to make it to as many baseball games and football games as I can, and uh, I'm really trying to get into basketball games this year as well. Well, we're a basketball school now, too. Isn't we that right, are, We are a basketball school, yes. That Lord leads us maybe. right into... What as of right now, doing? we are 4-0 and in men's basketball. Yeah, and hey, we actually put it down to give us a shout out later, but it seems perfect to do it now. Yeah, four and zero. This is the best start since when? Do you remember, Chuck? There, there was I've, a stat that came out the other day. Was it twelve or thirteen? I think it was twenty thirteen. The best yeah. start we've had to a season. Um, got to be the Johnny Tindall year, huh? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that was back when we were cheating. I think the, the, the most shocking thing to me, and again, you know, if you know me, you know I'm not a big basketball fan. I, I root for Southern Miss, obviously. But the big shock to me is after that win, what is our RPI jump 99 points to like number 26? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, we, uh, that's a huge jump. Yeah. It was a big win, man. We've beaten, so this year we've beaten, obviously, we beat William Carey at the jump. We beat Loyola. We beat Vanderbilt. And we beat uh, Liberty. Liberty. So those are four big wins, man. I mean, four. You know, that's, I mean, being four and zero is hard to do. You know, and and uh, especially at Southern Miss, where we struggled for so long in basketball. And I went. How to many Loyola basketball games. games do we play a year? 
Oh boy, Chuck. Uh, is it twenty? Sure. I, I mean, it's twenty-six. It yeah, something like that. Um, I, I think it's twenty-six. But yeah, I, I mean, it's been it's been since twenty thirteen since we've had a good start like this, as good of a start as we've had. And mm. man, these guys are fun to watch too. Like they I are. went to the Loyola game, and they're they're flying around the court, they're diving for loose balls, they're giving a ton of effort going after it and it's just it's a fun group of guys to watch man so listeners when you get a chance you need to go catch a game at reed green For and we're sure. gonna start covering them a little bit more too now that football season's winding down can y'all believe this might be our last football episode i mean that, this year it's season's flown by hopefully it's not the last one but it could be you know uh so We'll give basketball some love. We're just trying to take it one season at a time, right, Chuck? That's right. That's right. All right, so, Brian, we ask all our guests the same two questions to kind of help us get to know you a little bit, all right? So um, we're going to put the mic in your court, so to speak, here. Basketball. Basketball school, Chuck. Uh, So, uh, Brian, can you tell us what makes you an everyday eagle? Yeah, uh, well, uh, first and foremost, uh, I've been watching Southern Miss sports uh, ever since I was a kid. I went to a lot of baseball games growing up, starting in, you know, the kind of Brian Dozier era was really when I when I came in. Um, And then uh, as I got older, I started looking at colleges and uh, chose Southern Miss, um, not only because of academics, but also. I played on the football team there for a couple of years under Coach Munkin, and uh, yeah, and then I went all uh, went four years. I graduated from USM with a bachelor's in biochemistry, and then did my master's in teaching. Did the alternate route program at USM, so I have a master's there as well. Uh, yeah, awesome. Two masters, and you said biochemistry, which sounds way smarter than any class I ever took. Right. So, <laughs> that's all. Uh, what do you yeah. teach, man? Are you teaching chemistry or? Uh, yeah, so I teach at Oak Grove High School. I teach chemistry and uh, AP biology. So, yeah, I'm a chemistry through and through. So, how's it? Awesome. How do you like being back at your alma mater? You enjoying that? Yeah it's it's been a, it's been an interesting experience. Um, you know, graduated in 2014 from there. Uh, came back in 2019. And uh, it's it's amazing how much it can change in five years. Um, so uh, the the main thing is just the, the kids are different, but um, it, and the, the teachers are different. You know, you come back and you expect to see a lot of the same ones, but a lot of them are gone. So it's definitely a, a different experience there than when I was a student. But I get to still have the same you know traditions and and the school spirit. And so it's nice it's nice not having to change my wardrobe too much. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No doubt. So how many, like, are there a lot of teachers still there from when you were there? Like when you were a student, I know you said a lot of them had gone on, but are there any, like, did you go back and have some of them kind of double take at you and say, you know, has it been crazy being coworkers now with people that were your teachers back in high school? Yeah, it was, it was odd. And some of them I still look up to, you know, as, as, uh, you know, quote unquote teachers still, uh, cause they've been doing it so long. Uh, some of them, you know, they're like, wow, this is the first time I've ever taught with, you know, one of my former students. And it's, it's a, it's an interesting experience for them as well. But, um, yeah, it's been great so far. Uh, really enjoying getting to, to kind of, uh, you know, glean from them and their wisdom and, 
and uh, I get to, you know, be at the school that poured so much into me. There you go. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then the next question we like to ask all our guests is what's your favorite Southern Miss moment? Yeah, when I knew this question was coming up and you know, I've heard everybody else's response and I was like, you know, what's what's one that really sticks out to me? And and honestly, uh it's it's the first one I would have said any anyway, but um I uh my so I have to give you the backstory for this. Um my dad and I, uh we used we, we he was the one who started taking me to the games and and uh and he's the main reason I really am into Southern Miss baseball is because of him and and so I uh, I would I would go to the games. We'd try to make as many as we could. Um, but he, he was never – he didn't graduate from USM. It was just uh, – he just wanted to – he really liked baseball. I really liked baseball. We got involved, and, and we just – that was just our team. And so um, in 2009, you know, when we had the big run, um, you know, on away games and stuff, we would, we would listen. You know, um, John Cox is like, you know, his voice, uh, it's, it's like my childhood. Uh, because I couldn't make it to all the games, but I listened to near about all of them. And, uh, and so I just remember my favorite Southern Miss moment was the, uh, the Gainesville regional, uh, the super regional, excuse me. And, uh, we were, we, I was sitting in my living room with my dad and we're listening to the game. And, uh, there's one out guy on first base in the bottom of the ninth, I think it was. And, they uh, they turn a double play and, and John Cox just goes nuts. He's he's saying you know do you do you believe in miracles and all this stuff and and I just remember just being in awe of of the fact that we're going to the College World Series now and uh, it was just like at that moment you know it just I couldn't it was like I was on cloud nine you know to, to turn that double play I think we turned ninety six double plays that year yeah and to, to to get there to the College World Series on that man it was just it was awesome and so that was that was my high Southern Miss moment for sure. Absolutely. What a good moment, man. Baseball Great season's moment. coming up soon, Brian. We got to get you on here again during baseball B-B-L. season. Oh, yeah, man. I've been keeping up with the fall stuff. It's. I think we're going to have a good year this year. I do, too. I think we might actually. I mean, granted, we lost Gabe. That's a huge loss for us. You know, we lost some pit, a lot of bullpen yeah. pitching. But I think we got a shot to be better this year than we were last year. I really do. I agree. I so, agree. Yeah, I think we brought in some key some key lineup players for sure, for sure. Oh yeah. We did. We brought in some big time players. Uh we made good usage of the transfer portal. I think so. That's gonna be big for us. But uh we'll have some future episodes where we get to cover all that soon, won't we, Chuck? Yes, sir. It's getting here fast, but first off, we gotta unpack this game that happened last Saturday at the rock so let's get to the holy cow segment holy cow well i'll kick us off in the holy cow segment and i'm gonna say my holy cow came before the game even started before the kickoff when they were announcing um all the seniors man i did not realize the amount of seniors we were losing especially on defense and you know kind of twofold thanks to those guys um for giving us all they had you know, some were with us a year, some were with us their whole four years. Um, you know, guys like Bivens and, and Malik Shorts and um, my boy Dalen Gill, um, all those guys pour their heart and soul this year, and uh, special thanks to them. So I, I give the whole senior class my Holy Cow Award this week. 
we better make good use of that transfer portal again. We're going to have to. <laughs> We're going to have so, to. But I mean, that's what's going to happen, man, with the transfer portal doing what it is. You know, we talked about that a lot on this show, but uh, that's that's a regular part of the game now. You know, you're not going to have these guys very long, some of them, and you got to constantly be on your toes trying to full, trying to fill some team needs. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I, and I, again, like I knew we had a lot of seniors, and I knew we were losing a lot. I just didn't realize how many key players we were yeah. losing. Like, like every time they said a name, like my friends and I just looked at each other, like, yeah, like it just, yeah, yeah, so. we're losing a lot. Uh, we are, Brian. What was your holy cow? Yeah, uh, I think my holy cow this week goes to the offensive line. Uh, you know, I'm a former offensive lineman, and uh, you know, I just I saw the past two weeks they they both they played together that group, and uh, you know. Against Coastal, I think we gave up seven sacks, uh, and this week we only gave up two. So that's a big improvement over a really, really good defense. And so my Holy Cow Award uh, goes to the offensive line and those hog mileys up front. That's a good one. Like you know, one. they kept them for two weeks straight now, and it says something about the trust the coaching staff had in them after they gave up all those sacks against Coastal. You know, clearly these guys are working to get it fixed, you know. Um, so, and clearly the coaching staff saw something in them and big improvement. So hopefully they keep it going. Like you said, Brian, that's, that's big time. You know, I always love looking at those sack numbers to see. And this past Saturday, we, we broke even with South Al. We didn't win the sack statistic, but we didn't lose it either. So, um, so yeah, good one, Brian. Uh, my holy cow player, guess who, Chuck? Frank Gore. I feel I'm like shocked I'm, you didn't give it to Brownlee because, you know, you've got a huge crush on Brownlee. I do. Uh, but Frank Gore, I feel like I pick Frank Gore, Jason Brownlee every week. My, my pick sure. starting to get bored. You like that low hang. Yeah, you like that low hanging it. fruit. But Frank Gore, uh, 20, 20 carry for 66 yards, one touchdown. His longest run was 20 yards. Uh, the big thing, though, and this is the play that literally made me say, holy cow, was the touchdown pass. He was one for one passing, a uh, 29-yard touchdown strike to Jason Brownlee, our, our only passing touchdown of the day. And the play looked like a broken play, like a busted play. I'm not real sure what happened on that. Brian, you played, uh, you played a lot of football. Have you ever seen a play quite like that one? I, you know, I can't really say I, I've seen uh, one that, that that ended up in such success. Uh, but, I mean, I've I definitely seen my fair share of uh, miscues on the snap count, for sure. Uh, it, it definitely, you can, you, as a center, I know it, it's tough, uh, you know, trying to hear that quarterback voice or whatever you listen for. And if something sounds like that, it's really easy to, to mistake that as a quarterback and snap it. Oh yeah, wasn't Kirk McCarty your quarterback in high school? Yeah, he was. Man, did Kirk and, uh, ever do any of that? Any of those uh, <laughs> Frank Gore esque plays? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I want to say he did. You know, uh, to, to to for him to be in such a great baseball player, uh, people forget how good of a quarterback he was. I think he threw for over four thousand yards our senior year. Um, I mean, it's 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 incredible. He did some great stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was a good one. 
But yeah, my shout out goes to Frank Gore there for that holy cow player of the game. Um, my other holy cow moment, and I literally said holy cow whenever this happened, was Dom Kiwan's interception. Uh, it was just kind of the big moment there. We were up by, I think we were up by a touchdown and South's driving. Uh, and they're, and they're driving on us and they get down inside the red zone and then we get a batted ball and Don Kiwan lays out and gets the pick. Huge moment in the game. Uh, so that was another holy cow. If I could give two, I would have given my second one to Dom. Uh, so let's go over some notables from the game. Um, some some numbers that stand out to us passing wise Trey Lowe was 18 for 33 167 yards one pick uh got sacked twice uh you know he uh we had two big pass plays that we missed on one of them hit Brownlee in the hands but DB was in the area and I don't know if the DB disrupted it or what it was late in the game that would have been a nice boost both to the scoreboard and to the stat cat- uh, column and then Trey Lowe overthrew Brownlee one time in the end zone when Brownlee had him beat. So, you know, Lowe's stats, they don't pop off the page necessarily, but we missed a few plays that would have definitely boosted them there. Uh, we mentioned Frank Gore's statistic. Receiving-wise, Jason Brownlee led the way, seven catches, 109 yards, one touchdown. Um, Latrell Jones. Had I think his biggest game of the year. He was he had three catches for twenty six yards. It was good to see him get involved a little bit with the with with receptions there. And then um, when you look on defense, we didn't get anybody with just one sack. We had several guys with half a sack, meaning they shared them. That would be Santrell Latham, Josh Ratliff, or Ratliff, uh, Kristen Booth, and Bradarius Lewis. And the leader in tackles was guess who Malik Short. And Jay Stanley had a pick. So, um, yeah, that's your standouts from this game for Southern Miss. Uh, would you guys like to add anything to this game from last Saturday? Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, if you look at the bottom of that tackle category, uh, shout out to Briggs Bourgeois for uh, making a tackle. That's right. He did. He's got. He had one. He had one tackle. I think mm-hmm. on the kickoff was it? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Sure did. Yeah, Chuck. What are your thoughts on this game? You know, I, I hate. I feel. I think y'all are right. We were one or two plays away from winning that game, and I, I do. You know, I think it, it, it aggravates me when people say this, but I really and truly do feel like we're close. Um. I think some, you know, play calling adjustments and some uh, foundation at quarterback is going to help us a lot next year. Um, we got one more game. We got one more game to see what we can do. Um, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. We played three nine win teams this year, right? Yeah, three or four. Yeah, uh, I think it's no, it's four. We played four nine-win teams this year. We played Tulane, Troy, South Alabama, and who was the other one? Li- Liberty. Liberty, that's right. So we played Coastal four Coastal Carolina's got to be up there, too. Coastal. Coastal. Yeah. yeah. So we played four or five of them. And, um, you know, how many of those games have we lost by, like, one possession? You know, uh, like, we're most. we're right there in the thick of all these games. We're, like, one big play away 
from flipping it. And Will Hall talked about that in his post-game presser and all that. You know, it's it gets tiring hearing the same old, well, we're, we're so close, we're so close, but we are. You know, it just it takes a little bit of time. Rome wasn't built in a day. I think anybody who saw, who sees this team now, honestly, I think we're further ahead of schedule than anybody would have thought. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody thought we'd have five wins this year. Yeah, like I don't, maybe we thought we could do it, but I don't think anybody thought we'd be sitting here looking at all these games versus nine win teams and be disappointed as we barely lost, you know? Um, And I'll say it was a back breaking loss. Like it was a bad one. We, we had lead most of the game Uh and just felt like we were just going to hang on, you know, the whole game, it just felt like we're right here. We're going to hang on. We're going to win this game. And then it just right at the end, it just kind of fell apart. So you hate to see it go down like that. Hopefully we'll pick it back up and get that elusive six win. We've been trying for weeks now. Yeah. Um, we got one more shot or else this might be our last football episode there, Chuck. Might be. So we got one more shot here to get it. And hopefully this time next week we're previewing a bowl game. Well, not next week. It'll be a couple weeks. But <laughs> once we hear what bowl game we're going to, hopefully we'll have another preview coming. But, uh. Yeah, just it was a tough game. South Alabama just they hung in there. They found a way to win and we didn't. So Yeah. It is what it is. Y'all ready to move on it to is. the next one? Yep. All right. Let's go to the can't wait segment then. Can't wait. You know, my can't wait is obviously and I, I think Lane picks on me because I say this the last two or three weeks. You can't um, wait to see a tight end. Ah, no, my boy Cavallo is going to have a big game this this week. I'm calling it. Coach, if you're listening to this podcast, and I know you do, throw it to the tight end. Just do it. Okay. <laughs> Next, uh, my, my real can't wait is uh, I really feel like we are going to beat uh, Monroe, and I think we're going to become bowl eligible. You know, that we may not get a bowl game. I mean, just because we get six wins doesn't guarantee a bowl game. Um. But I think I think we're right there, I, and I can't wait to celebrate with the team when they get back and find out which bowl we're going to go to. Everything I keep hearing says probably Independence would be Shreveport. Apparently, really likes Southern Miss. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure why, but probably because the last time we played there, we packed the stands yeah. in the middle of the coldest football game I've ever been to. It was it was bur- It was almost as cold as last night. <laughs> Brian, did you go to that game? No, I didn't. I have. I didn't know. Dude, it was cold. Like it was. Cold, cold. But, yeah, I've heard Shreveport. I've heard, uh, I think, Montgomery, maybe. Yeah. Mobile, one of those. So, yeah. I've heard a few of them. And they're all close. All the ones I'm hearing are close. I think people want us to come because they know the fan base will turn out for a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Especially since yeah. it's been since what twenty nineteen since we've had seven seventeen, isn't it? Yeah, I think we got snubbed in twenty nineteen, didn't we? we had six yeah. wins, but didn't they didn't we didn't maybe we were the one of the two that didn't make right. it. Yeah. Something like that. So Yeah. Well, Brian, what is your can't wait this week? What about this week makes you say I just can't wait? Well, you know, I can't wait to see uh Trey Lowe, this will be his third week in a row as a starter. I can't, I can't wait to see if he can finally get in touch with his receivers. 
Um, you know, you had the, the, the two plays there towards the end with Brownlee where uh, Lowe overthrew one time. Brownlee missed that catch. And um, and then, you know, you just – I mean, he his, his stats weren't too bad. I think he was 18 for 33. Um, but, uh, you know, you just want to see him settle in and be more comfortable with his receivers. And I think this week I just can't wait for that to finally click and uh, to get this offense rolling and, and, and beat ULM, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. We certainly need it. We need Trey Lowe to get the click. It's. I felt like he was really turning the corner versus Coastal, didn't y'all? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we just we kind of had a, you know, I won't say a letdown. I I thought he played well enough to win the game. Mm. I really did. Yeah. Like this last Saturday, he missed on some yeah. things, but I thought he managed the game well enough to win. We just didn't make the plays when we had to. Um, yeah, I think he definitely gave us a chance to win for sure. Yeah. So certainly look, I agree with you. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does against Monroe also. Um so so Chuck, how does this work? Do we call them I mean we have Lu, the University of Louisiana at Louisiana at Lafayette and they go by University of Louisiana. Right. I mean one it, it begs the question here. Does Monroe not want to be called University of Louisiana? Because it's kind of the same setup, is it not? I don't know if you would want to say that around our Lafayette friends, but uh, I'm I, not, I don't know. It's not a jab. It's just yeah. a curious question, you know? So I always just call them either ULM or Monroe. Yeah. So that's I, don't know, I don't know the right answer to that. I'm just curious if we get Louisiana Monroe fans on here if they don't say. We want to be the University of Louisiana. Maybe, maybe at Monroe. Maybe UL needs to see. I'm still calling them UL because I still got crawfish on the table here. But maybe UL needs to. Maybe they need to challenge UL to like a Louisiana match, and the winner get winner take all on the name. Think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's interesting. So, do you know the answer, Brian? I, you know, I think I think if they uh, they duked it out, I think the Raging Cajuns would definitely win that I battle. Come, I think so too. Uh, I, I don't Monroe know. Did Monroe beat them this year? I, I I think I meant more so off the field. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I I think that's fair. they did yeah. beat them. Monroe beat them this year in football, but uh, you were not talking about football. I see what you're saying. I see what happened here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Monroe is probably scared to challenge them on that one. Yeah, that's probably fair. So, all right. Well, just it was just a curious question. It was in my mind. I had to I had to pry a little bit there. No knock against our buddies at Raging Review by any means. Right. So, um, so my can't wait for this week is to see our run game against a Louisiana Monroe defense. That is averaging giving up 188 yards a game. That's almost 200 yards of, of rushing game of rushing yards per game. Our rushing game hadn't really got going the past few weeks like we wanted to. Um, I think the guys would say that also. They the rushing numbers aren't where they need to be right now, especially when you consider we got Frank Gore back there running the football, and we all know the talent that he is. So I, I can't wait to see if we don't put up some big numbers rushing the football against this defense that's 
they're averaging giving up a pretty good bit on the ground. Like that's that's yeah. not a very good number for a Division One defense, giving up 188 yards on the ground a game. Um, so I can't wait to see that. Another thing I can't wait to see is uh, our sack numbers versus theirs. We all know I look at the sack numbers to see basically how the offensive line is playing and how comfortable the quarterback are during that game. Well, when you look at the sack numbers right here, Monroe only has 19 sacks on the season compared to them getting sacks 31 times. So they have definitely lost that battle too. So I can't wait to see if we can't win the sack battle and we can't run the football on them. And I think if we can do both of those things well, you got to like our chances of winning the game. Right, Brian? Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I'm looking here at their points allowed per game, and they're giving up almost 36 points a game. Um, you know, I'd really like to see our offense take advantage of that on their uh, against their defense and put some points up. Absolutely, they're they're behind in a lot of categories when you look at it. Like their yards gained in rushing is less than yards allowed. Their their passing game, they're averaging less passing yards than their opponents are. They're, I mean, you don't want to knock somebody or bash somebody, but. According to the numbers, if you just go by the numbers, guys, they're they're on the losing end of a lot of numbers in the stat wow. categories, you know. And so that's that's kind of what's happened with them. They, you know, they're sitting here at four and seven overall, uh, three and four in the conference. You know, even with a win, they don't get bowl eligible. You kind of wonder if motivation becomes a little bit of a factor in a game like this too. You know, so. Um, Hopefully our guys can take over and win this game, don't y'all think? I hope so. So yeah, absolutely. The only thing I can really see that they have to play for here is they're three and four in the conference, and you know they could get to five hundred in the conference. I feel like uh, for them that would probably be a win. Yeah, yeah, it would be. That'd be a good one. <clears throat> and what's crazy is they've beaten some really good teams. Like they beat Georgia State. We all know what Georgia State did to us. You know, that's kind of a head-scratcher win when you look at the numbers, you know. They beat Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, I did it. Dang, nabbit. They beat Louisiana. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Raging Review. They beat Louisiana. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of a surpriser, you know, a head-scratcher of a win there. Maybe rivalry game comes into play there or something. But um, when you look at the numbers, guys, they hadn't had that good of a season this year, just being honest, you know. So uh, hopefully our guys can come out, play very motivated football, and come out of here with a win and get bowl eligible and get us another game for these seniors, this long list of seniors that Chuck's already mentioned. Mm-hmm. And to do that, here's the guys they got to stop over there. So on offense, Monroe – Passing-wise, their quarterback's name is Chandler Rogers. He's number six. Um, on the season, he's had, you know, he's on the ball a decent bit. He's had a pretty decent season passing-wise, 14 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Um, so number six is the quarterback for him. This is the part that I don't like, Chuck, and I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. When you look at the rushing numbers, Chandler Rogers is the second leading rusher. And he actually has more rushing yards gained than the starting running back does. 
But the problem is he's also lost a bunch of yards, too. We mentioned earlier they've been sacked a pretty good bit. So his overall rushing numbers don't look as good as what he actually is. So Chandler Rogers is a running quarterback. We've had issues with that in the past. Hopefully our defense, you know, yeah, I trust, you know, Coach Armstrong to put together a good game plan here, and I think he will. This is probably the third rushing quarterback we face this year. Um, so hopefully we've got it figured out by now and we can get out there and shut Rogers down. So number six, the quarterback Chandler Rogers. Number two is the running back Malik Jackson. Uh, he's by far their best runner. And then receiving wise guys, the receiving stats have been pretty much dominated by number four, Tyrone Howell. So he's their stud receiver. He's their go-to guy. He's had good numbers on the season. So those are really the three guys to watch here on offense. Number two, running the football. Number six, both passing and running. And number four, receiving. That's their main guys. Uh, that's the guys you want to watch for in this game. On defense, their tackle leaders are number nine, Zach Woodward, and number two, Tristan Driggers. That's, that's their leading tacklers. Driggers also has three interceptions. He's a pretty good football player. So. Uh, number two to me is their is their stud on defense. So that's what we have to stop this week, guys. That's what we're looking at. That's the the Warhawks at a glance. Yeah, that's a lot to stop. Yeah, yeah, it is. But our guys can do it. Yeah, I believe in our guys. I think we'll be fine this game. What you think, Brian? Yeah, I uh, you know one thing one stat that sticks out to me is their sack leader is actually a cornerback. Uh, and he's got four sacks on the year, and I wonder if that, you know, they bring a lot of corner blitzes, if we can exploit that. I'm hoping that we'll be able to get some receivers open or something um, because they're, you know, they're bringing corner blitzes and, and leaving somebody in man coverage or whatever. Um, I'm hoping that maybe that, you know, that can give us an, an advantage there. That's a curious stat. That's a really good I've got the stats pulled up too, and I didn't notice that until you said something. That's interesting. You know, that's that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess they do blitz the corner a pretty good bit. So good point. Good good find there, Brian. Good one. So man, I might get replaced by Brian, Chuck, before this is over with. Either him or uh Dale's <laughs> son. I mean <laughs> Eli. He, yeah. he Eli. would be way better than me. Yeah. <laughs> Good find there, Brian. Well, Chuck, what are your thoughts going into the game? Any final thoughts on the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe? Warhawk. I, I, uh, you know, I hope that there's a good crowd makes a trip over. What, what's the driving distance to Monroe? Three hours, four hours? I'm on. I think it's, I think it's closer to four. I think so. Yeah, but you know, it's not. You get you some buddies and ride over. I think uh, me and some friends are going to ride over and check it out. So uh, come find us. We'll, there I'm sure, are 184.92 miles from Monroe to Hattiesburg. Okay. You can do, do 100 miles an hour, you get there in two. So. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it says about three hours, 45 minutes. Okay, uh, so yeah. yeah. So make the trip if you can, for sure. Yeah, it'd be fun. I've actually heard Monroe has a beautiful campus. I've never been yeah. there. Somebody told me they have like a... Some water feature. I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was like a, a body of water or like a lazy river or something. There's something that runs through campus that's pretty cool. 
Um, somebody told me about it. I don't know. I've never seen it in person, but I've been told it's a pretty camp. Yeah. So, all right. We already get to some pickums. Pickum. Sounds good. All right. So it's rivalry week. Okay. So most of the game, pretty much every game I pick, I kind of threw rankings out the window and just went with some big rivals. You know, with me. So there may be some of these that are pretty one-sided, pretty easy picks. But uh, we're going to look at all rivalry games tonight. All right. We will start up north and go with the Michigan Wolverines, number three in the country, are traveling to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Number two, this is considered by many to be one of the most heated rivalries. Uh, it's considered mm-hmm. by many to be the most heated rivalry in college football. I think it's it's got a good case to be that. I think it's it's always a pretty good game, big crowds, very passionate fan bases. So I'm looking forward to it. And that's number three versus number two this year, which really boosts this anyway. So as we're talking right now, Ohio State sits at eight and a half point favorite. So, Chuck, go ahead. Give me your expert analysis and your pick. Well, uh, gosh, Slane, you had to start with the hardest one of the week, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to have to give it just on a hunch and coaching style to the Michigan Wolverines. Um, I think... I think they're just going to be. Are they at Ohio State? Or they, they are. They are. They are okay. At Ohio State. Okay. Oh gosh. Why did you start with the hard one first? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with Michigan and give it to the Wolverines. Just I think they'll outlast the Buckeyes. All right, Brian. Expert analysis and selection. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but, uh, I've got to say not so fast, my friend. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think Ohio State's going to pull this one out. Uh, you know, Michigan is a run heavy football team. Uh, if, if you look at, uh, their, their MO, it is, we're going to run the football down your throat. Our offensive linemen are going to push you around and we dare you to stop us. And, uh, I don't know if you know, but Blake Corum, their star running back is questionable for this game Saturday. And uh, if he cannot play, uh, I think that significantly hurts them um, in their chances for Ohio State uh, in that game. So uh, I'm going to have to go with the Buckeyes here. Well, Lane, Lane, what do we do when you need to, when you're a running team and they're stopping the run? What do you do? You throw it. (laughs) (laughs) Or you add somebody. Like, yeah, you either throw it or you, oh, I know what you're saying. You put a tight end in it. Yeah. You try to find a, I don't think you have to tell Michigan to add tight ends. Chuck. Right, pretty, I know. They're pretty, know. uh, heavy. They're a pretty heavy based team. They, they go tight ends as is. So, um, but yeah, um, you know, this one, it's interesting. You got two Heisman candidates, two guys that I would not be surprised to see in New York at that ceremony. You already talked about Blake Corum. Uh, what a spectacular season he's having. He has 18 touchdowns as a running back, close to 1,500 yards. Great player. On the other side, you got C.J. Stroud playing quarterback for Ohio State. He has 35 touchdowns this season. 
unbelievable numbers. And uh, Ohio State also has the best wide receiver in this game with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. So there are some big-time players in this game. This will be a fun game to watch. Blake Corum, if he's out, I think Ohio State beats them pretty easily. But I'm going to say Blake Corum finds a way to play. And if Blake Corum does play, I think the Wolverines find a way to win this game. There's something to be said for being able to run the football and control the clock. They're going to have to keep C.J. Stroud and that offense off the field. I think if Blake Corum's in the game, he can help them do that. So I'm going to go Michigan. I'm going to go against the grain. This might be my upset pick because most experts and analytics are picking Ohio State big. So I guess that'll be my big upset of the week. All right. Actually, I lied, Chuck. You'll see why in just a second. Our next game, we're going to go the Oregon Ducks. I feel like we pick Oregon every week, but we'll do it again. We've got the Oregon Ducks at the Oregon State Beavers. Okay? This is a rivalry game. It's an in-state game. And you got two ranked teams here. You got number 10, Oregon, and number 22, or actually 23, well, they just updated rankings right here. So you got number 12, Oregon, and 23, Oregon State. Um, Oregon right now are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The game is at Oregon State. So, Brian, what are your thoughts? You know, I think I think Oregon is, uh, is, is a really good team this year with Bo Nix, um, you know, transferring from Auburn. And uh, – you know, I think Oregon State has 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 had some pretty good games, some close games with some decent teams, but I'm going to have to pick the Ducks here in this one uh, on the road. All right, Chuck. I'm uh, I'm going to go with Brian. You know, I don't think I've picked against Oregon this whole year, um, so I'm going to go with the Quack Attack. Chuck, remember last time we picked the Oregon game? It was yeah. last week, I believe. It was Oregon versus Utah. Yeah. I talked about Bucky Irving and how he only has two touchdowns. Yeah. He scored a touchdown. So he has three now. How about that? Uh, Give me Oregon. I think Bo Nix is too much for the Beavers in this game. I think it comes down to Bo Nix here. Uh, I think that Oregon has the clear uh, advantage in terms of quarterback play, and I think that'll prove to be too much in this game. The next one. The Auburn Tiger, the coachless Auburn Tiger. Who's coaching Auburn right now? Hadn't they already fired uh, their coach? They have. It's a, they got the interim. They got I think Cadillac, was, right? Yeah, yeah, I think Cadillac so. Cadillac Williams in his name? Oh, yeah, think... Cadillac coach him. I forgot about that. Cadillac Williams, great running back. Uh, you've got the Auburn Tigers coached by Cadillac Williams traveling to Tuscaloosa to take on the number eight Alabama Crimson Tide. ESPN Analytics have Alabama at 95% chance of winning this game. The spread is 21 and a half points for Bama. Wow, wow. Yeah, it's pretty one-sided right now on the projections. Let's start with Chuck. Well, you know, it, it pains me to ever pick Alabama. But I think unless unless the good Lord himself comes down and plays for Auburn, I don't think uh I don't think Auburn's gonna beat Bama this weekend. 
Maybe next year. All right. Brian. Uh, you know, I've, I've really uh, been impressed with how uh, Coach Cadillac has turned around this Auburn team. I feel like they were kind of spiraling, and there's a little bit of life there that wasn't there. Um, with that being said, um, you know, I, I just don't see a way that, uh, that Auburn can, can pull off this win. But I will say, I don't, I don't think Alabama covers the spread there. Um, I think 21 and a half points is a, is a little disrespectful. Uh, to yeah. a, to a rivalry game. I mean, <laughs> you know, bit. if nothing else, you know, Auburn they're fighting to be bowl eligible because mm-hmm. uh, they're five and six right now. Um, and then they also are are are, are obviously in this rivalry game. So I, I just don't see how uh, you know it can't be at least a decent competition there. So I'm going to say Alabama wins, but uh, definitely doesn't cover the spread. All right, guys, Bryce Young. Heisman candidate right now. Like his his name's in the talk for it. Jamire Gibbs, great running back for Bama. Uh they they've got some big time playmakers over there in Tuscaloosa. But boys, I'm doing it, Chuck. I'm going the Auburn oh, wow. Tigers in this You're game. Taking up a, a play from my book. This is a big one here, but I'm gonna say the Auburn Tigers led by Cadillac Williams win this football game you never know with rivalry games and you just got a feeling here so i'm gonna say auburn goes into tuscaloosa and they either beat alabama or they lose by a score of 60 something to 10 <laughs> one of the things is, yeah, yeah right one of those two things is about to happen they're either about to get absolutely blown away or the auburn tigers are going to find a way to to stay in this game and find a way to upset alabama so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the upset happens, guys. Keep in mind I called this upset last season or season before. I called it one year. Um it was like week one of the season. I said Alabama's gonna have one loss all year and it's to Auburn. And guess what happened, boys? Alabama beat them by forty. So wow. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about here, but I'm gonna pick Auburn just for the fun of it. So Let's move on then. We have the Mississippi State Bulldogs at the Ole Miss Rebels. No, Chuck, you cannot pick Stadium Explosion. Oh, I wouldn't <laughs> do that. FBI agent, that was lame. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, go ahead, uh, Brian. Make your selection. Uh, okay, so. Uh, I should say tight- this. Ole Miss are three-point favorites. I'm sorry. I like to give you yeah. the spread before every pick. You know, I'm looking at looking at their stats here, and uh, as far as Ole Miss's defense go, I mean, you know, both teams are giving up about the same amount of points, and they're actually scoring about the same amount of points per game, which is which is kind of crazy. Um, Ole Miss's defense, if there's a if there's a hole, they're giving up more passing yards than they are rushing yards. And uh, with Mississippi State, you know, with that that air air raid uh, that Mike Leach likes, um, you know, I think I'm going to give the upset here to to Mississippi State. I think I'm going to call it because I think Ole Miss is spiraling right now. That loss to Arkansas last week uh-huh. uh, was was really disappointing. I'm sure to their fan base, it was um, ugly. It was it was it was sad to watch. 
Yeah. Um, and so I, I think I think Mississippi State capitalizes on this down point right now uh, and, and comes into to Oxford and, and, and upsets the Rebels. All right. Chuck. You know, if you'd have asked me three weeks ago who I thought was going to win this game, I'd say Ole Miss. But I think I think Brian's right. I mean, that wasn't a loss to Arkansas. That was a whooping. Um, so either either Ole Miss is going to come out swinging, or they're they're already defeated. Um, but I, I think Brian's right. They are kind of going downhill. So uh, Leach has a lot on the line, in my opinion. I don't I don't know how long. Mississippi State, you know, they, they have a short leash <laughs> to be the dogs on, on their head coach, you know, two or three years. And if you're not winning, they cut you loose. Um, so I think he's he's fighting for a lot, too. So I'm, I'm going to give it to Leach and, Leach and the dogs. Fun fact here for you guys. Y'all ready? ready? In this game, just about every single year, the favorite always loses. Did y'all know that? Just about not. every year, if you'll pay attention to the Egg Bowl, just about every year, the favorite team or the team that's made the most noise and had the most like notoriety that season, they always find a way to lose this game. I think that team that's made the most noise this year has been Ole Miss. I think we saw just a total collapse out of the Rebels at Arkansas last week. Guys, I don't think they write the ship in a week. I think they get beat here by state. I'm hearing rumors that Kiffin might be out the door anyway, headed to another job. He's trying to find greener pastures from what I've been told. Um, I don't have any official source on that, by the way. I keep forgetting this is a podcast. If I say it, <laughs> people might think I'll, there is no inside, inside info man. there. Yeah. I'm hearing the same rumor everybody else is hearing that he's going to Auburn. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's a rumor that's been floating out there. but. Guys, I don't know. I just think Ole Miss is kind of on shaky grounds right now in State. I think State's going to find a way to win this game. So I'm going to go Mississippi State, and I just realized I picked all upsets so far. Yeah. Boy, I feel real good about my picks right now. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you, you know, you always want to pick the big upset, but you never want to pick all upset. So right. this is probably not going to be my best week. Um, what? You did pick Oregon. That wasn't an upset. That's true. That's true. I did go Oregon. So there's your safe um, pick. That was my safe pick. So, and this next one, guys, I'll be honest, I have no clue what I'm picking in this next one. Like, I'm sitting on the fence right now. We have the Baylor Bears traveling to the Texas Longhorns. Texas, uh, neither team is ranked now. The rankings I originally saw had Texas at 24. These rankings on ESPN don't have them ranked anymore. Um, so right now the spread is Texas get is getting eight point. They're eight point favorites. So Brian, thoughts, expert analysis, and pick. Yeah, um, you know Baylor. Gosh, that that game last week against TCU. That ending was just incredible. If you didn't get a chance to see that, um, in in. It, that was a heartbreaking loss for Baylor. Um, I think I think here that uh, if you look at both of them, they both played Kansas State, um, who has who has knocked some teams off this year pretty heavily. Um, and I just got to go with Texas on this one. Uh, Texas ended up beating Kansas State. Baylor lost thirty-one to three Kansas State pretty recently. They did. Um, so I, I'm I'm going to have to go with the Longhorns here at home. 
I just think that uh, Quinn Ewers, when he's healthy, um, you know, he's just hard, he's hard to handle. All right, Chuck. I'm all, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go with Baylor as well. Um, I, I think the Longhorns proved me wrong. Last was it last week they lost? The Longhorns mm, way before yeah. they lost to TCU. They lost TCU. TCU yeah, which TCU is hot picked, right now. Yeah, that was the game I picked TCU. Yeah. Just reminder. Just a reminder. I'm gonna go with Baylor. Baylor. You're picking Baylor. I'm gonna go with Baylor. There you go. I thought you were going Texas with the way you were uh, building it up. You pulled a Corso on me. I did. All right. I think the difference here is the run game. Texas has a special running back in Robinson. Uh, He's probably going to be a first-round draft pick this year, maybe second. Big-time football player. Um, I think he's the difference in the game. I do like Ewers, the quarterback for Texas. Although I I like Baylor's quarterback, too. Blake Shapin's had a pretty good year, but. I'm going Texas because I think they're able to run the football. So I think they'll have more success in the run game. So I think that that adds up to a win for the Texas Longhorns. All right, our next game, we got the Florida Gator traveling to Tallahassee to take on the Florida State Seminoles. This game would have been huge in like 1990s. But <laughs> here we are. <laughs> We're still going to pick it. Here we go. Actually, Florida State comes into this game ranked number 19th in the country. Um, Chuck, go ahead and get us started. I, I'm all, uh, Florida State are nine and a half point favorites. Yeah, you know, and I don't, I don't listen to Vegas too often, um, but I'm going to listen to them this time. I'm going to go with Vegas and pick the Florida State Seminoles chomping up on the Gators. All right, Brian. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think Florida State's got a great team this year. Uh, but, uh, my best friend is a huge Florida fan. His dad played there and I'm just going to have to go, uh, I'm going to go with Florida to go Gators. All right. There you go. It's a good pick. I think Florida State wins this game because of their defense. Florida State has a fantastic defense this season. Uh, they've held a lot of opponent. Here's a fun fact for you here. Their last three games, they gave up three points, three points, and 17 points. So wow. their defense has had a few big games in a row here. Um, so I'm going Florida or Florida State in this one. I think they uh, think the defense is the difference in this one. So our next one. So I picked a few favorites in a row here. I'm good to take an upset in a minute. Well, we'll see. South Carolina Gamecocks at the number nine Clemson Tigers. Clemson is ten and one on the season. So Brian, go ahead. Uh, Clemson are fourteen and a half point favorites. Yeah, I think uh, South Carolina has used all of their magic uh, last week against Tennessee. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Clemson on this one, guys. They hung sixty three points on Tennessee. Wow, just wow. All right, Chuck, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with Brian. I mean, I think this is probably the easiest pick. I think this is easier than Alabama over Auburn. Um, I think Clemson shuts down South Carolina pretty quick. I feel like that Alabama-Auburn comment was kind of targeted to me, but okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, never, never. <laughs> uh, guys, South Carolina with a huge win last week. 
they seem to be clicking. They got Spencer Rattler. He's a good player. Um, on the other side, though, DJ Uyagalale. I think I said that right. He is a he's an absolute stud too. Uh, I think the difference maker in this game ends up being Will Shipley, the running back for Clemson. He's a special player. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Clemson mostly because of him. So, our last pick of the night, and it's a big one, Chuck. It'd be a good close I, I, game. I feel like you picked every football game we were having this week, man. I did. The <laughs> Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket travel to Athens to take home the number one Georgia Bulldogs. The spread right now is 35-point favorite for Georgia. The ESPN analytics give holy Georgia free, a 99% chance of winning. So, good game here. Uh, Chuck, who do, you, who do you pick? You know what, Lane? Just to blow your no, mind. Not. No, you're not. You're not <laughs> to blow your you mind, you I'm going to go with the Yellow Jackets. Oh, my goodness, Chuck. On an upset win. Upset alert. <laughs> Brian, I'm not even going to give Chuck a chance to defend his his pick here. Uh, I, I Although think, I, I can't think, say anything, I just picked Auburn three picks ago. So, oh my goodness, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the Bulldogs here. I think if uh, Georgia Tech were to pull this upset off, we'd be comparing it to like App State or something. Uh, you know, beating Michigan. I mean, this is this is a David versus Goliath moment for sure. Yeah. A little bit. And guys, Georgia Tech, they knocked off number 13 UNC last week. It's a big win. But UNC doesn't have Stetson Bennett and Kenny McIntosh and Brock Bowers either. So I'm going to go Georgia here. I'm going to say Georgia uh, by a lot. So give me the Georgia Bulldogs in this one. And that's it for the pick'ems, guys. And that's it for the show. So. Uh, any closing thoughts here, Brian? You got anything you want to share with us before we go? Uh, no, not really, man. I'm just uh, really, really glad you guys let me be on the show here. Um, yeah, well, thanks for really, coming on, brother. Yeah, I really love you guys' show. I uh, really appreciate the coverage you guys give Southern Miss Sports. And, uh, you know, I think I think uh, our football team is, is headed in the right direction. I uh, can't wait for some good basketball and baseball season to come around. And I uh, can't wait to hear what you guys uh you know, come up with the coverage. So thank you so much for having me. We'll bring you back on during baseball season. We'll have to. All right, Chuck. Any final <laughs> yeah. And we want to apologize for Lane smacking while he's eating. No, he's not. Sh- he's not sharing any of his snacks with us, y'all. So. <laughs> Did you just hear that? Yeah, yeah, we've been hearing it all. all, all. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> Paige, Paige rolling his eyes right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, we love of, it. The snack of the night was popcorn. I'm sorry. Popcorn. Was it I that thought, skinny like, pop again? Like, dude, I leaned away from the speaker when I was eating. I didn't know you could still pick it up. <laughs> the mic hears all. The sensitive mic hears mic, all. Man. Sensitive mic. Not bad. That's, that's a new shirt, Brian. You just got us. The mic hears all. I like there it. There go. I like it. See, I should have well, needed it. So, no. <laughs> lesson learned. Lesson learned. Well, thank you so much, Brian. We appreciate you. And uh, y'all go to Monroe and root on the Eagles this weekend. And uh, we'll be talking some basketball and maybe hopefully, prayerfully, a bowl game in the coming weeks. So uh, 
Y'all take it easy. And as always, Southern Miss to the to top. top. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. For Southern Miss fans, by Southern Miss fans. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit everydayeaglespodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Everyday Eagles Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Touchdown!